Feeling great today. Got a little tongue-tied there. Yeah, I, I'm a little sloppy. Coming so we got, off the break. got a lot to talk about. We do. We're uh, in episode 59, which is crazy. This train keeps on moving. Time keeps on going, Matt. We <laughs> it's are really philosophical. <laughs> it's really yeah. Uh, bring some heat. Uh, we're gonna do a football recap of our picks, uh, how bad we are, and then we're gonna pick the NFL playoffs. Because all of our NFL picks went so well to begin with. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, before we get started, uh, let me remind you to follow us on our social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you search for NBA Couch and Pod Podcast, you'll be able to find us. Um, we'd greatly appreciate a follow there. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you haven't already, um, follow, subscribe to us, and give us a rating if you haven't already. Matt, what happened in episode 58 people need to know about? So since the NBA trade season is officially underway with December 15th rolling around, the players who signed in summer are now eligible to be traded. We uh, we talked about some moves we want slash need to see as yes. soon as possible. Yes, yes, um, yes. The Utah Jazz did not quite oblige with some of our ideas, but they, they made some moves um, we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, everything from uh, Aaron Gordon uh, leaving Orlando to Drew Holiday, um, just getting that man out of New Orleans, um, and some some other uh, spicy ideas in there. We also uh, did some Christmas Day picks. Um, we released that before the holidays, and I went two for uh, two and three, so not not great. Almost got two of the scores um, right, nearly nearly spot on. On the boss, I think on one of the games you were two points off. Yeah, like, like one team. one point too much for each team. Yeah, um, and another game I was just off by. I had I think called the score and it was two points or three yeah. points too low or something. Um, so two and three losing record, but uh, the two got right was almost dead on. And then uh, Ryan went one for four, so a little rusty there. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting the Rockets not to play defense against the helpless Warriors, but it happened. Glenn Robinson third carved him up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, and then, yeah, Denver, New Orleans, that didn't go well. Um, Golly, I went to bed, and I thought, oh, for surely I got that, that, that locked That in. one, right? Not quite. The Lakers really screwed me over. They had that game one, but they decided to give that one to... PG and Kawhi. So, you know, just uh, there's uh, some rough outings there. They started a little rough, kept getting rougher as the day went on. Um, but we hope you had uh, some happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, whatever you do, um, or nothing at all, and had a nice winter. It was, uh, it, <laughs> nice it's winter. been great here. <laughs> nice winter break. There you go. So in uh, NBA news, we're talking football later. Um, but we're going to do our new segment here. Um, we had a trade, Matt. We did. Finally. The trade season has begun. Utah sends Dante Exum. Finally sending Dante Exum away. Got him out of there. And uh, two seconds to Cleveland for Jordan Clarkson. I, I love it for Utah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, going getting another shooter, scorer, just Type, scoring yeah. machine. You kind of need that help offensively. Um they haven't been good this year, and this definitely helps their bench. Quite yeah, a bit. great six man. 
not a yep. starter. They waived Jeff Green too. They oh. did. Uh, they waived him. Um, part of that was to sign Rajon Tucker yep. in the G League, who dude should never have been in the G League. He's been tearing it up. Um, clearly the best player in the G League. Um, so he's coming up to Utah also. So adding some more wing perimeter scoring for the Jazz because again that offense just looking awful. So get get uh, Donovan Mitchell some help. Yeah, because uh, Mike Conley has not been it this year. Uh, and that's a whole different discussion for another time. But Utah definitely making some moves not happy with where they're at. They usually come around after this break here. But we'll have to see with them. Uh, DeAndre Aiden and John Collins are back after suspension. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like both of these guys are returning to bad teams, bad teams essentially. Uh, DeAndre Aiden hopefully can help the Suns and John Collins is not is going to help the Suns there's or is going to help the Hawks excuse me there's no two ways about that I mean it can't get much worse in Atlanta that's true could get a little worse in Phoenix but it can't get any worse in Atlanta <laughs> not yet they're they're a complete dumpster fire um Oladipo Victor Oladipo eyeing the late January return yeah um exciting for the Pacers because they've been playing well yeah, uh, without, without him. him. And yeah, just got assigned to the Fort Wayne Mad Ants to uh, to get some rehab work in, some game work in. Um, yeah, hope to see him back because Indiana's fun as is if you like a very specific style of basketball. But if they're already a top five, top six team in the in the East without him, add him in, you start wondering, like, are they better than or as good as Philly, Boston, Miami, I mean, definitely better than Brooklyn. I don't, really interesting team. Yeah, uh, if they can make maybe one one more move, depending on how well Oladipo comes back um, toward the trade deadline, they could be frisky contender. Yeah. Sabonis has been really good. Sabonis has been really good. They're gonna have to make. I, th- we've been saying this forever. They're gonna have to make a decision on that because Sabonis should be getting all the playing time. Yeah. Um, Luke Kennard out. Uh, at least a couple weeks with knee tendonitis. Yeah. Uh, Basically, there go the Pistons playoff hopes. <laughs> I was about to say, does it really matter? Like, uh, is like, uh, I guess if you're maybe thinking about going to trade for Luke Kennard, I guess, but like on the Pistons, it's just a nice thing to know. I don't know if it incentivizes or decentivizes my uh, DeMar DeRozan trade idea um, <laughs> from last week, which, by the way, threw that out there, and then Zach Lowe had a podcast literally the other day, and it said, like, that's actually a, something being discussed, is DeRozan to Detroit. Oof. So. Hey, my uh, Adam's trade proposal yeah. got th- some uh, some fanfare there. Not not from this podcast, but, like, after the fact. No, I know, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Zach Lowe, he had a great podcast with Stephen Adams. I haven't listened to it. Yet. I saw that, but I haven't listened to it yet. It was epic. It was everything I wanted from a. I, I just Stephen saw in the description podcast. some Durant, Westbrook, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to listen to this. Just haven't got to it yet. Yeah, it's really good. Go listen to it if you haven't gotten a chance. Matt, we're talking about football today. Football. Um, for those of you who have not been around for our football podcast, we did a big prediction uh, p- podcast back in uh, late. August, early September, um, we did NFL college, uh, to catch you up to speed, Matt and I both went to OCU, love OCU football, go pokes, uh, and I am a Packers fan, Matt is a Pats fan, go New England, 
<laughs> it's it's hard to be a New England fan after a weekend like this weekend. It was but, not not the best. Uh, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, so we're gonna run through our predictions really quick. ACC, we both had Clemson. Yeah, that was an easy one. Any, any discussion there? No. <laughs> Miami's uh, trash. <laughs> Big Ten. This is uh, my my pick is pretty egregious. I had Michigan. He finally does it. Finally does it, and they didn't do it. They Not even close. Do it. Um, and I I said Penn State, but you can see the type note here. But OSU will make it tough. Um, made it more than tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. Ne- I think we both talked about, uh, if I remember what right, we both talked a lot about Wisconsin being in the conversation there. Yeah, and they were um, the surprise team from that conference was obviously minnesota row the boat row the boat and uh they give it a run for the money but they like still couldn't get over that rivalry hump no. with wisconsin just not enough talent there ultimately yeah i think for both of us there's some deep-seated hatred for mike yersich oh, going yeah. to uh ohio state from oklahoma state i think that's part of why neither of us really wanted to pick mm-hmm. ohio state mm-hmm. um if i'm really digging into my subconscious there um and now he's going to Texas, which is just absolutely hilarious. Veins, please. <laughs> um, love, love that. So uh, I'm okay with Ohio State winning that, but it's uh, it's funny that neither of us picked them. Yeah. And now it's like obvious. Obvious. Way obvious. Um, so uh, we both, moving on to the Big 12, both had OU. Um, yeah. Not New much, is coming. Yeah. Not much discussion here. Jalen Hurts, obviously, really good player. Um, played well for them and other things bounced right for OU. And we said at the time it was a weak year for the Big 12. Yeah. It just was. And we all knew it was going to be a weak year for the Big 12. And therefore, Oklahoma's just going to win. Yeah. I think we were talking off air about this. Like, this isn't really. It might be a knock on OU. It might be a knock on the Big 12. OU made it and won the conference with really out an elite quarterback, really without any running backs, elite running yeah. backs. One wide receiver. A, a, a good offensive line. A, a improved defense. A not awful defense. A, an average defense. And yeah, still basically ran roughshod through the Big 12. And then got ran roughshod over by LSU. But that's later discussion. Um, you want to talk about OSU? Sure. What, how did you feel about the season? So OSU coming away 8-5. and five, Lost the bowl game to Texas A&M. Um, you know, if you told me at the beginning of the year, eight wins, yeah, sounds right. And it, of course, you want more for for the team than that. And there was a stretch where you wondered, like, could there be more for this team? Nine, ten wins, but eight wins sounds about right um, for where we were, what we had. The crazy thing is, that it should have been probably ten wins this year. Like, yeah. if you eliminate the goose egg from Texas Tech, Tech, oof, and you win your bowl game, like that's there it is, very very winnable. There's your two wins. Um, I think I think we kind of talked about that. It felt like a seven and five, eight and five, whatever yeah. type of year. Um, knew they weren't gonna really compete for a Big Twelve championship. Yeah. Um, and that was okay. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. This next year is gonna be interesting for OSU. That defense returning a lot of a lot of players, a lot of starters. Um. And getting getting healthy going yeah. into twenty twenty. I'll say OSU potentially being a defensive team next year is a wild to think about because yeah. there is the very real possibility that both Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace leave. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we're just kind of looking around. We're like Will Smith and 
like just looking around <laughs> there at the uh, end of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, not that I don't like what we have behind them, but they're not. I don't see any clear number one type yep. of guy. Obviously, nothing to that level. No, no Chuba level. No Thailand level. Good players, but nothing like that. So, yes, yeah, Spencer Sanders will get better. Come back. Hopefully, get healthy, and it's fine. Offensive line, for the most part, it's going to be returning guys. So that's will be helpful. Defense, like you said, love the linebacking core. Secondary's fun. Yep. So like, there, there's definitely stuff to work with, but I, I think the expectations will probably be around the same eight, nine wins now. So if last year we expected seven, eight coming into the season, maybe next year's is eight to nine. But I don't feel 100% great saying that either. Yeah, that's kind of the tricky part. This OCU team's still kind of in that recycling phase of really shouldn't probably be competing for the Big 12 championship um, or in that conversation, but they might backdoor kind of end yeah. up just kind of competing for it. Walk into it. Part of it's going to depend on, again, what the conference is going yep. into next year. Does Texas have to kind of, not that they were back, but start over without Sam Ellinger? Um, he's a junior this year, I think. He, he's eligible. Like He's getting a draft grade. Mm. Um, he, he already said that. Um, so we'll see with him. Um, part of it's now Mike Yersich is going to Texas. Does he want to play for Mike Yersich? Um, no, I, I always tell him to leave. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Texas might not again be back. Depends on their quarterback situation. Baylor, if they lose Matt rule, it's not going to look as good as they did this year. Again, a lot of questions throughout the conference. So like, again, OSU still might be a top four team in the, in the conference next year, but I don't know if they're going to earn being a top four team in the conference. Yeah, like I'm, I'm reasonably excited, not not overly ambitious with this team, but if if Chuba comes back, I think oh that, then I'm that, feeling much better. That changes things. And by the way, best running back in the Big Twelve, mm. uh, excuse me, country, uh, Jonathan Taylor, not best running back in the Again. country, not even the best running back in his own conference. Whew. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is legit, a dude. Uh, moving on to the Pac-12, I had Oregon. Yeah, and this uh, keep in mind we I think we picked this right after Oregon played Auburn and we did o- Oregon uh, lost. So your pick. So I said Washington. Um, I said because Oregon already goofed. You can see that note. Um, I reasonably stand by it. I like what Washington had. Yeah. I, I liked Jacob Eason there. Yeah. Like some of the stuff. From Georgia. Yeah, liked some of the stuff they had. They always seem to come up with a good defense. Um, weird year for Washington. Like Chris Peterson then like steps away like yeah. right at the end of the year. Um. So that was weird. There, it felt like there was something there going on all year because, like, Chris Peterson doesn't just do that. Um, so, yeah, they did not reach my expectations, of course. Won, like, eight games this year. Um, but I not that we really saw Utah either. They got a little hype in the preseason, but not, not the level they did. So Washington finishing, like, third. That's fine with me. Yeah. I, like, I, it felt, again, like Pac-12 was – kind of in a down year again it, it felt like nobody cared we yeah. you had to make the pick but you knew they weren't making the playoff right yeah and oregon if they the crazy thing is if they don't play auburn in that week one or end up winning that auburn they might game, have they got legit it. probably had a shot at the playoff but the fact that utah had a shot if they would have just won the pac-12 title game yeah and would have gotten over oklahoma like is hilarious, but I think it was more hilarious watching OU getting beat down by LSU. But yeah. Anyway, we'll get there in a minute. SEC. So, I said we both said Alabama. Yeah. Um, we each had a but. 
<laughs> though. So I said, but LSU finally has a quarterback. And I said, but I want Georgia. Georgia in the SEC championship did not look like they belonged in the no. SEC championship, but um, they were there. <laughs> and and both of us said at the time, we're picking Alabama until we see something different. Yeah. And LSU came in and something different this year. Yeah. And I mean, every game they played, they were clearly the better team. Um, even though like they played a game against Texas early and Texas kept it close, LSU still seemed like the better team at the time. And throughout the year, they just got more and more dangerous. Yeah, it's like Joe Burrow. Like you, you had said it. You were shouting this from the rooftops. Like finally all, had a quarterback. Oh, finally had a quarterback. Joe Burrow has just. I, I don't know what to like for this season. I'm going to talk about in this context. I'm not going to talk about his pro status or anything like that. Has been one of the best quarterbacks to slice it up in college football. Yeah. Like straight up. Like he's throwing almost that eighty percent completion rate. In absolutely incredible. Yeah. And just like his ball placement has been so good. His wide receivers are incredible, of course. Yeah. But like you you're not gonna knock someone for just having good talent. You have to still make some of those throws he's making. Oh, he's dropping dimes. So everyone I know I just said I'm speaking in context of the season, but I'm gonna break that. Everyone has been making comparison to Tom Brady. The more I think about it, I think he's more comparable to Aaron Rodgers. He 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 moves a little. Like he he he's always been a little more mobile than people give him credit for. Like he had a few nice scampers. Yeah, in, in he, has, he has he has some like sneaky game. speed there. Yeah, it's like enough to like if you give him a twelve yard you know space to run into, he'll go get all twelve. He's not going to run for five and then get caught from behind. Like he can go get it. Um, he cares about it. He wants to get it. Like he's okay getting a hit um, because he knows he'll sling it around. Still, um, they ran throw on the move really. Yeah, well. they ran a pro style offense this year. Put like four receivers out there or oh something, which I don't think LSU's ever done in the history of LSU before. Um, they finally got out of I formation with a fullback. Yeah, um, still had a good running back, tight end with uh, Randy's kid, um, Daddy's Moss. Moss. Yeah looked good so like they could still play bigger um groupings out there but really like just the spreading it out and then joe burrow is hitting what felt like every single pass yeah um not just in the college football playoff but like throughout the year like it was just one after another after another just dimes and not turning it over no it doesn't which is really impressive he has what like 50 touchdown throws this year or something like that definitely less than 10 interceptions so yeah you couldn't uh, have asked him to play really any better than he has. Yeah, that's just insane. It's been awesome to watch. It's a been a good story. It's crazy the uh, whole, I think the transfer portal, portal thing is going to go down as one of the craziest things that happened. I love it. Um, because like the Justin Fields from moving from Georgia to Ohio State, Joe Burrow being at Ohio State, then moving on to LSU. LSU. Is just like a carousel now, and yeah, I, it benefits the players. And I think we've talked about this. Like, I think we're both for that, um, which is awesome. And, and Joe Burrow is a, definitely a, a, um, a testament to that. Exactly. Sure. Um, so playoff teams, I had Clemson, Alabama, OU, and Michigan. I had Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU. Three of four. Yeah. So just Alabama. Get out of there, move in Ohio State for me. Yeah. I mean, mine was not too egregious. I just missed on... Who was winning the Big, big ten. 10 and then the 
LSU thing. LSU thing. Um, which you were right. I should have listened to you. Um, so we're going to now pick the national championship. So Clemson, LSU. Um, again, LSU. Well, again, stopping for a moment. Really just need to hype this up. <laughs> just smacked Oklahoma. Woo! Just drove them into the turf. It made me feel better after all these Bedlam losses we've <laughs> taken. Uh, as OSU fans just getting walloped year after year. Because Oklahoma doesn't lose like that. No. They don't. There's like a, a level of pride. There's and been four losses like that in OU's history. And they've been playing for like 100 years. Yeah. And like LSU just did it on the biggest stage. Yeah. Just. And it, there was literally no stopping LSU. Mm-mm. Like the only reason LSU didn't put up like 84 was because like they took the foot off the gas in the second half. Like... They had 56 points on, like, eight, like, literally, like, all eight possessions. They just scored every single time. Like, it was the most incredible thing to watch. Now, Oklahoma defensively, like, just, it's like they didn't adjust. Like, they just kept doing the same thing. And Joe Burrow was like, okay. Like, man coverage against those wide receivers clearly didn't work. Yeah. OU doesn't have the back end for that. No. And... Like, after two drives, you felt like there should have been a change, and there wasn't. Like, I, I don't know, as a defensive coordinator, like, you have to feel some level of urgency to get that changed, right? I Just try something different. Yeah. Yeah. And the offense, like, at first, like, Oklahoma's offense, like, looked okay. Yeah. But, like, after about the fourth or fifth possession, it was, like this offense is just not good enough to keep up with LSU. Now, maybe if they were playing Clemson or Ohio State, like, it wouldn't have looked so bad. But, like, the only reason they got 28 on uh, LSU is that, again, LSU garbage t- it was literally took the garbage foot off the gas. Yeah. yeah, like, they were like, we're not playing dudes more than we need to play dudes. Um, so, like, again, LSU went out and just godsmacked. Oklahoma, which is incredible. Um, it's more of a testament to LSU than it is to Oklahoma. Yeah. Because Oklahoma's not that bad. But it did also provide the glimpse that there's a clear top three. And then we had to include a fourth team, which we knew that going in. Yep. Um, to when that was announced, or even when they were trying to figure out on the championship Saturday, like, who the fourth team was going to be in there with them. Like, whether it's Utah or Oklahoma or Oregon or whomever else. It, it was clearly a top three plus one more. And LSU just put that on the biggest poster possible of it was us, and then there was them also that got the chance to play us. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think the other national semifinal, the Ohio State-Clemson uh, game. A lot of fun. Just a, lo- just a great college, like example of why college football is so fun. Mm-hmm. Why Outs- we expanded it. Outside of the um, awful referee shenanigans. Yeah. Um, a really fun game to watch. Just both teams just giving it their all. Also, I mean, and don't get wrong, the, the referees did have their uh, goofs throughout the game. Also, though, Ohio State was kicking field goals. That's a good point. Game. I mean, like, you got to... You were up 16-0, you could have been up 28-0. Yeah. Like, put Clemson away when you have the chance. Don't leave it up to refs. I, that's usually what I say. Three times you got the ball and you were, like, inside the 16 and you had to kick field goals. Like, that, it's just not good enough Yeah, to beat you gotta, Clemson. You got to finish drives. And Trevor Lawrence, 
was just incredible. Like, not the best stat line night, but, like, he just... He was a baller. He just gave it his all. It's like once he got the the targeting call, which, uh-huh. again, whether you think it's targeting or not, or football play or not, helmet contact or not, what I mean, the way he went for the tackle is targeting, whether you like the rule or not. Um, it's like that, like, knocked him into the game. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, all right. Here you, we go. You, you want to play this? Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like, literally took off. Um, just ball it out after that. And, yeah, the throwing game wasn't really there. They, they couldn't pass overly well. And part of that was just oh, or, uh, Ohio State's defensive backs are incredible. Yeah. They, they are. Um, and T. Higgins was out for a good part of that game with, with injuries for Clemson. But, like, the fact that Lawrence is like, I'm just going to put this team on my back. And the defense is like, all right. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll try now. Um, was was impressive. Yeah, uh, I I I think this this championship game. I think uh, I hope is close. I feel like uh, there is still a gap there between each of these teams, LSU and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that Clemson has a little bit more experience um, in these types of games, especially recently. And they've played the they played physical SEC teams, uh, i.e. Alabama recently, yeah. and so they're they're a little bit more used to it. Um, but that's why I'm picking Clemson to win the national yeah. cha- championship. Go back to back. I gotta go LSU. That's was, your team. I was on the train from the beginning of the year, and I gotta keep it up now. The way I kind of think about it is, all right, just if I'm like comparing quarterbacks, Lawrence or Burrow. Lawrence is really good, but I got to give the edge to Burrow. Yeah, obviously this year. Long term, it may be Lawrence, but this year it's Burrow. Running back, it's pretty even um, bet- between Edwards, Hilaire, and Travis Etienne. He was um, really good. He is really good. Um, it's like that's pretty even. Wide receiver core, it's pretty even, but I think I tilt LSU. Yeah. Um, not by much, but but a little bit. Offensive line, they're pretty even. Defensive line pretty even linebackers pretty even defensive backs pretty even like and then coaching maybe you lean Dabo Sweeney but it's not like a big margin there yeah Um, so it's like does the slight coaching increase for Clemson equal less more than the slight increase in wide receiver and quarterback that LSU has I I don't know I'm gonna lean LSU just because I believe ultimately it's a player's game Coaches, you can do everything you can, but ultimately it's a player's game. And I I don't see Joe Burrow cracking under this. He just seems like he, – he seemed pissed after the game against Oklahoma um, and his interview with Scott Van Pelt that, like, he didn't do better. Like, yeah. he legitimately seemed mad about it. And I'm like, you just curb stomped Oklahoma. Like, you kicked them all the way back into the 1800s. And – like you you were mad that you missed a couple throws or that your wide receivers had to make an adjustment on a throw you that they still caught and got it for a touchdown but like they had to make an adjustment on it like i i'm just gonna bet on that dude yeah i i think this is gonna be a really good championship game um i i don't know what the line is but i think it's probably gonna be without a touchdown it feels like it's gonna be that alabama clemson game from a couple years ago where it went down to the final seconds. last possession right um, now it's a lsu minus six yeah i mean that feels right i 
it, it just feels a possession game. Whoever gets the yeah. ball last is going to win. Um, Possibly. And it, a turnover might be the difference. Yeah. I, and right I, now, I think Trevor Lawrence is more prone to make a turnover yeah. than Joe Burrow. And that's crazy to say because like, Trevor Lawrence really hasn't turned the yeah. ball over. Yeah, no, he's like really good. <laughs> so. Since the beginning of the year. And Burrow, like we said, hasn't really turned the ball over at all. Um, it's going to be an awesome game on, what is it, January 13th somewhere? Whatever. Yeah, I think so. Monday. Yeah. Um, really excited for that. <clears throat> on to professional football. Are you ready for this, Matt? Yeah, let's do it. AFC East. We both had New England. New England. Man, they didn't make it as uh, clear-cut as we had hoped. As I'd hoped. Yeah. I Buffalo mean, the, was a surprise. Yeah, we. I think we both kind of had uh, the Jets maybe being the second-best team. Maybe. Uh, so Buffalo really was a nice surprise this year. Yeah. And, it, again, it's not like we felt great about the Jets either. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, I guess default. But, yeah, Josh Allen really had a surprise year for, for Buffalo. Um that Sean McDermott really got that team playing well. Defense was really, really good. Um, so it's like, yeah, they were a lot better than we expected. New England still won it, still good enough, still New England, but like very clear faults. And I've been talking about it all year, um, but good enough still. Playoffs, some of those are going to be tough to overcome. Yeah. Um, but for right now, winning the division as they always do. Yeah. What, uh, as a Patriots fan, how did you feel throughout the season? I mean, they started really strong, I, undefeated. I always hoped they would be able to realize it. Um, Antonio Brown bit, like, for, like, the moments where he was, like, playing in good, I was like, this could be something very real. I was like, and then, obviously, it fell apart. Josh Gordon, then you see, like, moments, you're like, okay, man, if only we could have done this with Antonio Brown, but all right, this is good enough now, and then it falls apart, too. Um, so that sucks, because either one of those guys playing the way that we know they can play would make all the difference in the world for this team right now. And neither worked out. You took two flyers, two, two bets and neither of them worked. They're both low cost bets. So you're not really hurt by it, but when you're actually getting the product on the field, it sucks. Cause you can tell like, we very clearly need it. I, I could tell all year, this offensive line was not as good as we had hoped it was going to be. Shaq Mason did not look good. Um, and it's just, I know we lost David Andrews, our center, um, some some weird health stuff, but it happened, and we like could never recover from like basically one guy being out, and then one or two guys that we thought were like fine not being good. We just couldn't get over the offensive line hurdles. Defense was fine. Defense looked good all year, but I I've been saying it for really since like week two or three. We just didn't have the offense around the Brady to like support him the way he needs to be supported. And it didn't look like to like week 14 that we realized that James white can also run the ball. Um, it's like, we remember that part of our offense. Like we don't have to just throw it to him. We can hand it off to it's getting like seven yards to carry. Um, I like Sony Michelle, but James white's James white. So MVP of the super yeah, bowl, I don't know, give 49, him the ball. whatever it was, just find a way to give him the ball. Um, so like I'm, I'm happy with how the year turned out, but like I, I never had as high expectations for this team as I did for last year's. Are you nervous that this is the end of an era? Um, it more so than I ever have been. I would say within the next like two years. But knowing the Patriots, they always get off of things a year early. So <laughs> that's what worries me. Is they, they never hold on too late. There's been I, I've been paying attention to Pat's Twitter because why not? 
and it seems like there's an overwhelming overwhelmingly uh majority of the fans worried that brady's done after this year yeah. or going to a new team yeah um i i don't know if that'll happen but like the fact that it's as real of a conversation as ever have been does raise a bit of concern just say that okay so moving on to afc north we both had pittsburgh yeah again this was before the big ben injury yeah before he blew out his elbow in week two or whatever it was. Yeah, that, and we didn't really see the Lamar Jackson show. Really, neither, I mean, we didn't talk about much about the Ravens at all. Because yeah. Cleveland was the hyped team. Right. And, and yeah, you have the toughest division in football. I said Pittsburgh because I can't believe in Cleveland until I see it. That was correct. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Ravens, but you, we should know if Lamar Jackson would actually work. If the, it's, Would the Ravens make it work? Yeah. And they went full embrace of it and it was the coolest thing to see yeah good for lamar jackson good for it remember john harbaugh was getting talked about being fired last yes, year very real and now they're the maybe the favorite to win the super bowl yeah like how crazy has that year been like the defense has again been good enough they went out made a move yeah um got marcus peters so like they did things to, like help themselves like once they realized like this could be something special and like you just gotta take advantage of these opportunities when you can like and they did, and they they just fully have between getting Mark Ingram, really embracing Lamar Jackson, really deciding like we're gonna play through Mark Andrews a lot. Um, picked him up over the summer in fantasy. Just mm-hmm. someone dropped him. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, and like the defense being really good. Like again, they just they built the team the right way. They drafted their first round quarterback and they built the offense around him, just the way you should. Yeah, a lot of teams weren't willing to build around Lamar Jackson that the way the Ravens have, and they've been all in, and it's definitely paid off. I, I, I mean, everyone passed on him in the first round. Yeah, pretty everyone much. Everyone passed on him. So good for the Ravens. Good for Lamar Jackson. I love that shirt that he wears. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. It was also cool to see uh, uh, Robert Griffin rg3 not bad get like it looks like a back good backup quarterback yeah get some playing time here in this last week 17 afc south Ooh. i had tennessee because it's make or break my note was because it's make or break for marcus mariota yikes got broke <laughs> it broke and ryan Tannehill is starting quarterback for um, tennessee titans going into the playoffs not bad actually um and i had houston because i want good things for deshaun watson that happened. Yeah. Um, Will Foyle being hurt was not a good thing for Deshaun Watson, but you still have DeAndre Hopkins. So. Is that like a recurring theme for Will Fuller's yes, career? Like it is. he's just been injured every That's single why I never year. pick him up in fantasy. Yeah. It's because he's going to play four games and they're going to be awesome. <laughs> he's going to miss the other 12. Um, just how it works with him. AFC West, I had the Chargers, just an awful pick. <laughs> just an awful pick. I said Casey takes a step back in the regular season. Uh, they were the one, one seed last year. They're the two seed now, so I guess I'm kind of right. Should have been the three, but um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I said Kansas City. I said Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are just enough. I did so, not believe in the defense. So, a quiet thing here has developed in Kansas City. I think as I've watched their games, Kelsey hasn't been good this year. Like he's dropped a lot of passes. Straight up, has not been good. Uh, not the tight end that we, I think thought he was going to be wrong he's still an elite tight end sure um but yeah just all year very up and down very inconsistent um 
I feel like, you know, when you watch George Kittle, like, you know what you're getting from George Kittle every single play. Zach Ertz, as long as someone's throwing in the ball, yeah. um, Zach Ertz is going to do his thing. Same thing with Mark Andrews. Like, as long as someone just throws in the ball, he's going to put up gaudy numbers. Um, Travis Kelsey's like, they throw in the ball, and sometimes he just miss. And Pat Mahomes is like, all right, I'll throw it to someone else. I'll throw a 70-yard touchdown pass to someone else. Um, and they could do it. I just remember the conversations of, like, is Gronk or Kelsey the best tight end in the league? And I don't think Kelsey is even in the same – not a lot of tight ends are in the same league as Gronk. But to me, it has been ultimately clear that Kelsey is not. You know, I think he's still up there. I think he is. Part of me is, now if it happens two straight years, then that's when I start having very real doubts. Sure. Because – the NFL just can be so brutal on a guy like he just takes so many hits or you know, you're asked to block a little more or whatever. Like it, it can just take its toll and you know, you only get so many opportunities as a pass catcher mm-hmm. just to get him some more money. We'll call him pass catcher. <laughs> um, so I can't knock him too far down a list uh, of elite tight ends, but like, yeah, there's a, there's a group. He's a, to me, he's in the group, not, not great, but in the group. Yes. Yeah. Then the defense for Kansas City for the last like six weeks has also really stepped up to help that team. Tyron Matthew um, playing has helped that. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Um, so like they they just look better as a complete team now. I think that that was ultimately going to be what held them back, and that's why I said Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are enough. Because I didn't think the defense would be good for mm-hmm. most of the year. They were in like twentieth ish range, and as of recently, they've stepped up like as a borderline top ten defense. If they can keep that up in the playoffs, very real problem. If it goes back to what it was, they keep getting exposed on the back end. It doesn't matter what Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey do to a point. Yeah, now you're facing elite quarterbacks every week, yeah. essentially. So, I don't know if they'll get carved up, but I I do wonder if you know there's some level of, like, you got to adjust to not playing Carr and Rivers and whatever the Broncos throw out there. <laughs> like, Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke. Um putting on for denver but uh you know it's like does that bye week help them sure because you get a week off and you get to rest and and everything but also like this is a young team they kind of need like reps and just like to get in the mindset because all of a sudden you're you know first playoff game is going to be like new england some some of the teams like it benefits playing just like continue playing yeah like i wonder if that's going to be the case with the ravens i do wonder that too both both Kansas City and Baltimore. You know, I, I get the point of rest, you know, for the Mark Ingrams of the world, the Travis Kelsey's of the world, but for the specifically these quarterbacks, Mahomes and Jackson, like, you might just kind of want them playing. Yeah. Getting those reps. And the, that's another thing, like, the Ravens rest in week 17. Mm-hmm. And so that means essentially yeah, like for weeks. a month. Yeah. You're not going to be playing any competitive football. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. We're going to move over to the NFC now. We both had Philadelphia. Your note specifically was, I just don't buy Dallas. <laughs> man, oh, man, right on the money. Yep, 8-8 um, eight and eight again. Um, not that Philly was that special, but um, good enough. Carson Wentz was pretty special toward the end of the year. Down for 4,000 yards um, somehow. With just, like, no help. I just know. absolutely no help. I, my favorite note about this is, so I did some research, Matt, and I texted mm-hmm. you about this. This is my favorite in 20 years, 20 years, two decades, Dallas has not had a back-to-back 10-1 season. That's crazy. It blows my mind. The Patriots have not won 10 games once in these two decades. Not, yeah. 
just uh, like the level of like the gap between those two franchises. It's like the, I was looking around just at other like franchises, and it's like Dallas is in there with like just some of the like like just dysfunctional yeah, teams because they are. Like, even the 49ers, like, they took a serious dip in the middle of this decade. But they had three, four seasons of 10-win games. The, ten the win Kaepernick seasons. years. And then some dips. And then they've got right back. Yeah. Garoppolo has led them back this year. And, like, Dallas, you can't put two two years together of playoff yeah. appearances. Yeah. It's just insane to me. And, again, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, I didn't find make, didn't make it this year. Nope. I find it ironic that "quote unquote" America's team is consistently mediocre, and America's most hated team is consistently good. <laughs> Just saying, not not good. There's Great. a reason why the Patriots are hated, and it's because they've they just win. won. They beat everyone, so everyone hates them. Yep, pretty uh, much. NFC North. I had Minnesota. And I said Chicago also takes a step back. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> at least on the second part. Um, I said Chicago, which ultimately they finished 8-8, eight eight, um, but did not make the playoffs. I said unless Minnesota figures some stuff out. I don't know if they really figured that much out. No, Kirk Cousins looked better this year. They figured out how to beat Chicago and Detroit That's true. four times. There you go. They got <laughs> Dallas and others, so there's five of their wins. Um so, I mean, yeah, props to Minnesota, like you made the playoffs. Um, the team, obviously, we didn't see coming. You're Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I... I go I, Pack, go. I think I said on that podcast that I just didn't feel great about where this defense was coming into the season. <laughs> yeah, that was I wrong. said, um, yeah, my notes here were, can the new, new look offense be elite? They haven't really been elite. Well, I'll they, say, I don't think so. They've been, they've shown spurts. Um and how does this young defense develop? I.e., Kevin King, Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary. Um, the defense has been elite this year, I would say, for the most part. Blake Martinez, Blake one of my Mar- favorite, pl- one of my favorite players in the world. Blake league. Martinez, uh, the Smith brothers, Preston, yeah. Zadarius, Zadarius, just absolute terrors on that defensive line. Yeah, and it, Kenny Clark has been really good. Um, it's just been a fun team to watch. It's been kind of a scratch your head. How did this team get to thirteen and three season? Uh, but I'll take it. Number two in the NFC West. Yeah, Aaron or Jones. NFC. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I had a chance of being the number one seed. Yeah. Aaron Jones were. has been really good this year. Aaron Jones has been the biggest surprise I think yeah. in the NFL. Had four touchdowns, just consistently almost twenty touchdowns this season. I think. Um, just really good, really consistent. Aaron Rodgers has been fairly inconsistent this year, uh, which I'm hoping changes in the playoffs, but we'll have to see. Hey, get some home games. Yeah, I mean, so. no one wants to play in Green Bay in January. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we're going to have to see. Uh, NFC South. We both had the Saints. Saints. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our notes were literally, I, I, I couldn't pick the Falcons, and you said, I don't feel great about any team in the division. Man, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, the Falcons sneakily getting like seven, six, seven wins. They did. No idea how. Right uh, there at the end of the year. I know how. Jameis Winston. <laughs> the, Shout the, out. The greatest 30 for 30 season in existence. Through 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Yeah. No, that that is an incredible stat. He actually right threw there. for 37 touchdowns, but seven of them 
the other team. Um, he had seven brutal. pick sixes this year, if just you're wondering. Um, you really wonder what Tampa Bay is going to do moving forward um, yeah, with him. His contract's up. That's kind of going to be an interesting conversation yeah. to have. Um, and then you mentioned Atlanta. like They had stuff just between health and just defense and other things. like They just couldn't get it all together until right at the end of the year. Um, and then Carolina was a dumpster fire. Quiet story. Matt, Matt Ryan's really declining. I think he yeah. started declining this year. I, I think you could visibly tell it. You could. He was bad majority of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's really until their season was in the bag that it kind of started turning around. I don't know if that's just because he was just whatever, like let it rip. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. But it was bad. Shout out Christian McCaffrey, though, in Carolina. Thousand and a thousand. I know. that That's so cool. Is I mean, he's a special player. I... Coming into the draft, uh, the year he was drafted, I didn't think he would last uh, just because of his size. But he has just been on a tear his yes. first two seasons. Um, so good for him. NFC West, I, I picked the Los Angeles Rams. And my note here, Seattle doesn't have enough firepower. Mm-hmm. I had a Los Angeles also. My note being Seattle adding Clowney, though, is super interesting. It was. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, I mean, it almost won them the division. Yeah. They were at San Francisco winning the division, essentially on inches. Um, Seattle coming mm-hmm. up short at home, week 17, Sunday night football. That, that was, was such a fun game. That was so cool. And yeah, P.I. call got missed there at the end. That wasn't but, reviewed. The Saints got screwed. Because <laughs> uh, if the Seattle wins, they have a have a bye. have the two overall, yeah. Um, but... The, the Seahawks then next play complete the pass and we're literally, I mean, inches short of the goal line. Yeah. It's just one of those like, ooh. Um, it hurts, but it's yeah. a good game. I, uh, and San Francisco locked up home field throughout, gave the Packers the two. It's going to be a really fun playoff. I think yeah. there's a real, uh, I don't think there's a bad team necessarily in no. the playoffs. Um, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, our title contenders that we had, we'll just run through these really yeah. quick. I had Saints, Philly, Pats, KC. My ultimate Super Bowl was at the beginning of the season, Saints versus Pats. Yep. Um, oof. I had uh, Rams-Bears. <laughs> Neither of those even in the playoffs. Um, again, both teams just took a major step back this year. And then I had Patriots-Chiefs. Um, ultimately, I had Bears-Patriots. Um, Patriots won... Might still happen. Probably not. Might still happen. Kansas City being in the the AFC Championship in the game, though, feel probably pretty decent about that. Yeah. Uh, The fact that you trusted Mitch Trubisky at all. Trusted the Bears' defense and that they would give the ball to Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. That didn't happen (laughs) at all. Didn't give the ball to David Montgomery until, like, week 13. They decided to throw Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy decided to throw Mitch Trubisky, like, 30-plus times. Every single game. Every single game. It was one of the most puzzling things of this season. Can't throw left. Why why are you making this guy throw the ball when he can't throw the ball? Uh, Marcus Mariota should be a bear next year. I'm just saying. I don't know. Just, Just something. 
please go, go trade for Ryan Tannehill. I actually keep Trubisky in the division. Please go trade for Cam Newton. Oh um, my God. <laughs> so okay. let's let's go through some actual predictions now of teams that we know are in the playoffs, what their seeding is, and what we think will will happen. Okay, um, so we'll start with the wild card weekend. Uh, the first game we have the uh, Patriots Titans. I'll go with Patriots. I got the Patriots too. I, it's yeah. kind of one of those things. You just got to pick them and tell. Tell they prove you different. Tell they prove you different. Um, the next game, Bills Texans. Uh, I'll go with the Texans, but only because they're at home. I got the Bills. Defense travels. Defense travels, and Josh Allen, I think, can make a play. Yeah, that that is true. Hit like, a bomb. Like just one play is, I think, the difference there. Uh, wild card weekend for the NFC now. Saints, Vikings. New Orleans. No Minnesota Miracle Part 2 here. Nope. Saints. And then the other game, Seahawks, Eagles. Uh, I feel like we've seen these teams recently <laughs> play each other in the playoffs. Yeah. Have they? I feel like it. I don't know. I got the Eagles regardless. Uh, I'll go Seahawks, even though they're in Philly. Yeah, I feel like that's it's even though the Seahawks lost, that's a good draw for them. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Russell Wilson's going to do something. Uh, so if, then this AFC divisional round the next weekend, uh, this would mean with our picks, the Patriots would play the Chiefs and the Bills would play, play the Ravens. So Pat's Chiefs, who you got? I, my heart says New England. My head says Kansas City. I'll say Kansas City. I got Kansas City too. No Gronk this year to, yeah. to help out Brady. Um, Bills Ravens. So you have that. I have Texans Ravens. Yes. Um, either way, I'm saying Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Um, I think it'll be a close game uh, at, with the Bills. Texans, I could see it being within two scores. Yeah, I and I do too. Part of that is it's gonna be at Baltimore. Yep. Weather's gonna suck. Baltimore can run the ball. Yep. Yep. Houston very reliant on throwing the ball. I'm I'm just gonna lean the run game. Yep. Uh, so the NFC divisional then, um, with the way that I have it, is Eagles, 49ers. I have 49ers, Seahawks. Um, I have 49ers in that game. See, I have Seattle. They ju- they just had a, that that good game um, the other day. They did they did win the regular season matchup in San Francisco. So uh, yeah, and I feel like Seattle's just gonna be pissed about losing the home game mm. um, the other day. And if they beat the Eagles, they're on a tear. I'm going to go Seattle. Interesting. So then the other game would be Packers, Saints, uh, and Green Bay. Yes. And I have the Saints. I also have the Saints. I think uh, that defense has been playing well. Offense, well well enough. Offense ultimately is going to be the thing that gets the Packers. Here. I think because they can run the ball. They love to throw the ball, obviously, but they can run the ball. I think will be enough. Mm. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. It's going to be dependent on that weather because the Saints yeah. traveling is going to be interesting. It, it could be. Uh, AFC Championship now. So then we both have the Chiefs and Ravens. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Um, I have the Chiefs. I have Baltimore. Ooh. You know, and it probably it's, it's in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, it's they've just been a menace all year up there. Um. I, although the Chiefs' defense has been improved, I haven't seen anyone consistently stop Lamar Jackson. That's true. So, 
until someone does it, I'm going to say they have someone at every position that can beat you. So I'm going to lean Baltimore. Yeah, I, I just feel good about what the Chiefs have done this last month and a half you should um patrick mahomes as as talented as any quarterback i just like him just a little bit more than lamar jackson i get even that though, even though jackson has been the mvp this year um nfc championship saints and i have saints 49ers you have saints seattle yep uh i'll go new orleans home game for new orleans yes in your situation it is a home game i got I got Drew Brees. On the road. On the road. Man, it's tough. The 49ers have been bad at home this year. And that's kind of been a sneaky thing, I think, going into the playoffs. If you're not good at home and you're playing only home games, something's got to give, right? I mean, if the Saints, in your situation, already won at Green Bay, they can win at San Francisco. Yeah, and they played close game in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I... outside of a George Kittle, just like incredible play. Yeah. Like the Saints had the 49ers there. So Super Bowl would mean we both have, or I have Chiefs Saints, you have... Raven Saints. And who do you have winning? I'm going New Orleans. I have the Saints too. Drew Brees gets his second title. They finally get over the hump with these referees' nonsense. (laughs) Um, Part of me is, one, trusting the New Orleans offense, trusting the New Orleans defense enough, and then in my situation with the Ravens, you know, again, love Lamar Jackson, love what they've done. They haven't been there. Yep. That that team consistently hasn't been there. Cool little Mark Ingram story in there for mine. Um, but, out, I mean, I know the coaching staff, Harbaugh, has been there before, but really no one on that Baltimore team has been in a situation like this before. So I'll, I'll lean New Orleans, where they do have guys who have been there before. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Uh, I think this is gonna be one of the best playoffs we've had in a while for the NFL. Um, I think every game is gonna be pretty much competitive, maybe outside of a wild card game, um, but it's it's gonna be awesome. I, I definitely think so. Even so, even the wild card. I'm looking back at it like those are all good matchups. Yeah, Patriots, it, Titans, Bills, Texans, Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, Eagles. I don't see a blowout. No, I the one game that I would be concerned about is Pat's Titans. Maybe. And I I don't know. The Titans are playing so well. I, you know, know Derrick Henry can run through a brick wall. I know so. it's in Foxborough, but it's just one of those things. Like, can can is Ryan Tannehill good enough to get the job done? No, but... <laughs> You know, mobile quarterbacks, good running game. That can give the Patriots problems. Yep. Yep. We'll have to see. And maybe my Packers will end up playing in the Super Bowl. Who knows? I, I Maybe. I'm avoiding picking them because maybe it's a reverse. <laughs> reverse psychology. Reverse good luck because that's what happened in the regular season. Anyways, that's all we got for you in episode 59. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will do probably one more football podcast right before the Super Bowl. Um, but then that will probably be it for us for a while in terms of football podcasts. We're not quitting the rest no. of the NBA stuff because trade season no, no, is no, just no. Ra- ramp- ramping up. And that, that's this this podcast's favorite type of season. Yes, it is. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? You know, I don't think so. 
Go Tigers. <laughs> Galks Tigers. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, uh, ha- have a happy new year. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you back in 2020.